Welcome to the Christian Music Industry Podcast, powered by ChristianMusicMarketing.com. We are here to help Christian musicians, songwriters, and artists connect with one another, learn from one another, and to pull back the curtain to give you a behind-the-scenes look at the Christian music industry. Let's get started. Hey. Hey, Hey. you guys. Hi, Aaron. How are you? I'm doing really well. Good. Yeah, Good. I don't. You might be able to hear it in my voice. I'm I'm with you guys on the seasonal allergy thing. It's. <laughs> it, I think it's hitting all of us at the same time. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. It's nuts. Uh, I've heard from multiple people, and somebody reminded me just like the other day to basically eat local honey. Have you guys yeah. ever tried that? I have. Yeah. Does it work? I don't, I can't tell if it works, <laughs> but I, I keep doing it, assuming it's helping something, you know? Just hoping, just yeah. hoping it'll make a difference. Yeah, just the other day, somebody reminded me of it, and they said, like, they're, they had major allergy problems, and it, like, went away after wow. eating local honey, so. Really? I've never heard that before, specifically oh, yeah. local honey? Yeah, because... Yeah. It's the local bees, and yeah, he actually said you want to find like a local bee person <laughs> and then try to get it from them, and like they can give it to you in a jar with the honeycomb in it and stuff. Wow. Uh, but you know, basically, because you know, the bees are carrying pollen or whatever, I don't know how all that works, but <laughs> it sounds wow. smart when I hear it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. Well, Aaron, your backdrop or wherever you are looks really pretty today. So congratulations on that. Yeah, guys, I'm I'm just, it's it's a little sunny trying to not get the glare on my face. But yeah, I'm sitting outside. It's it's kind of nice right now. Yeah, looks beautiful. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on and doing this with us. We're excited for people to get to hear more about you and your story and where you're at now, where you're going. All yeah. of those things. Um, if you're open to it, can we do some fun icebreaker questions where I'll ask you a question okay. and then you just say the first answer that comes to your mind. Okay. okay? I'm, I'm down. I'm nervous, okay. but okay. We'll you're going to, you're going to be great. You're going to be great. Okay, okay. We'll start with a, we'll start with an easy one. Uh, use one word to describe your computer ability. Oh, one word. Um, sufficient <laughs> okay that's great i feel like i have a very accurate picture of how you interact with technology yeah i get it i get the job done but i'm not going to solve all the all the problems in the world for you for sure <laughs> okay that makes sense okay uh what's a household chore that you hate folding laundry what in the world this is everyone's response is it that does not surprise me what is it about what what's it, what is the process like what's wrong with it for you why do you hate it I don't I don't know I've never thought about why I just every time <laughs> every time there's laundry to fold I just dread it like and avoid huh. it I would wash 20 dishes 20 loads of dishes before I would fold one <laughs> one wow. big I I get some weird satisfaction from washing dishes and like cleaning them putting them in the dishwasher I don't like unloading them, but I don't know. I think it's because I'm not great at folding. And 
about the time I get half the stuff folded, something's <laughs> unfolded, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I respect your response, even if my opinion is different, okay. especially on the dishes thing. What in the world? I, I mean, I don't know. That's great. Um, okay. If you could collaborate with anybody, who would it be? Oh, that's, mm, this is going to, it's probably going to sound cliche, but I would, I would probably choose Phil Wickham. Mm. Um, just because Phil has been inspirational to me in a number of different ways as an artist for mm -hmm. a, a while now. So I think that would be a really fun collaboration. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Just a few more. This is one of my favorite ones, but what's the worst haircut that you've ever had? <sighs> the self haircut. Um, yeah, it wasn't that long ago either, unfortunately. <laughs> um, was it because of COVID or you just wanted to? <laughs> it was, it was during COVID and we were, it was like toward the end of the primary lockdown where I was at and I was traveling. The, the barber that I was going to was kind of booked up. So I thought, you know, I bet I could just like lightly give myself a little trim yeah. And then I ended up wearing a hat for three days straight. Until, <laughs> you <know. laughs> well, you had, you had good intentions. It, it wasn't terrible. You know? It's just, it's, it's harder to keep it exactly even than you, than I realized I'm, you, mm -hmm. you guys might could do that better than I did, but, and then it's like typical once it's messed up, there's no going back. You just, it's over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep. Wisdom. Have you ever cut your hair at home? Or had Bree do it? Uh, I've cut my own hair in like middle school and it went so bad. I basically like ended up having a buzz cut. <laughs> like, yeah. I just kept cutting it and cutting it and cutting it. It was like this short at the end. Yes, that's what happens. Uh, yeah. But it yeah, feels... I, I think Bree's cut my hair maybe like once or twice during COVID. Mm. She, she actually does a decent job. But even like it's weird even barbers have a hard time like evening my sideburns and stuff i'm like what is up with my sideburns that nobody can kind of even i don't know but your hair looks great today so congratulations on that um all right last one aaron if you could have coffee with anyone who's currently alive who would wow. be you know one or a couple of your of your top picks for that hmm that's a that's a great one. Um, I'm gonna go sports here. I think it would be Peyton Ma Peyton Manning mm. because mm -hmm. I just really loved watching him play football, and he's he's hilarious. I just feel like it would be it would be a fun hang. Yeah. And I have lots of questions I want to ask about being a quarterback in the NFL. I don't know. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. I could probably fill that list up pretty long, but yeah, yeah. Peyton Manning. Yeah. That feels like a great answer. I think he would be really interesting to sit down with. Yeah. Yeah. He's funny too. Have you seen any of the recent stuff he's doing with his brother and NFL? Oh no. I've only seen him in the commercials. Yeah. He's hosting, he's hosting more things now. It's just really hmm. funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Great choice. Thanks. Yeah. Wonder how so, he takes his coffee. Can't help it. I just want to know. Yeah, I know. He seems like this is totally I have no this is no reference point. He seems like he might not be a coffee drinker 
or <laughs> to uh, me. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Uh huh. It probably he'd probably be better like grab a pizza guy. You're probably right. Now that he's out of the league, he can have pizza. So it's like that's just all he does anymore. You know. That's right. After this live stream, every all of us are gonna Google does Peyton Manning drink coffee? Yeah, just to yeah. know. Yeah. If any of you know him, ask him for us, okay? Yeah. <laughs> he might be watching. Uh, so, Aaron, I know you had a pretty big life transition really recently. Yeah. So maybe you could share a little bit about like the past couple of years, your journey of starting Dwell and, you know, uh, and then now doing what you're doing now. Yeah. So I was on staff at a church in Little Rock, Arkansas. That's That's been home for us, still is in many ways, um, called Fellowship Bible Church. And I was a worship leader on staff. I uh, was a part of an amazing team of worship leaders. It's a multi-site, like multi-campus type environment. And that I did that for, I was on staff for almost 12 years total. I started when I was in mm -hmm. college um, leading worship at this church. And about five years ago, we started a conference called the Dwell Conference. And it's it's basically, it was like um, just a, a, a couple days set aside on the church calendar that anyone, young and old, um, family, single, like um, literally anyone could just come be a part of seeking God together for like an extended period of time. And God just kind of blew a fresh wind, if you will, like um, on it, on that event. And um, really worked powerfully in the lives of a lot of people, including my own. And that that kind of spun into doing that event more times. And dreams started to emerge about what that could become, you know, mm -hmm. and how maybe what God was using, uh, God, what God was doing in Little Rock. Maybe he wanted to do that in other places. And so after a lot of prayer um, and counsel and all the things like that, um, we decided to I say we uh, have a partner in Dwell. Her name's Catherine Mack. We decided to um, launch it out as a nonprofit and start hosting events, creating resources. That was three days before COVID. <laughs> um, you, you know, just like the timing of things, um, which you know, initially really tested our faith because when you feel like you're being step, you're being asked to step into something. And about the time your like first foot hits the ground, the landscape changes. And so, mm. you know, it just made us rethink like, okay, uh, are we really being called to do this? Do we really believe in it? But the cool thing was like, we knew our answer was yes, pretty quickly. Mm. We didn't have all the answers to what changes needed to be made with COVID and stuff like that. We knew we had some stuff to figure out, but so we launched into that. And a part of that was launching a worship brand, um, called Dwell Songs, which is where we met you guys. And you guys have been so helpful and integral in us getting that off the ground and, you know, seeing the songs that were meaning something to our community, have some life outside of our community, things like that. Um, and so Dwell has been what I've been doing full time for, I guess that was March 2020. And just in this last summer, um, I got an invitation to come be a part of the worship initiative, which is down in Dallas. And if you're unfamiliar with it, you know, it's uh, with Shane and Shane 
and a whole team of artists and songwriters and creatives. And they create uh, res- tons of amazing resources for local worship leaders in the church. And so, yeah, so our family felt like uh, pretty immediately, like, wow, maybe this is something that is we should consider doing. And so kind of the, the thing that just seemed like a no-brainer was um, – we are able to keep doing dwell and the work that God's been doing through that. And we could keep, keep that rolling, but also like step into this new endeavor. And so it's just been so cool. Like it's been tiring. We're, we're like a month in today is a, a month since we landed. Mm-hmm. And so if you've ever moved, like, you know, the like fatigue that comes from making what feels like a million decisions and yeah. moving, moving stuff and all that. Um, but we're really excited because we get to write, I get to write more songs. I get to travel as a worship leader more. We get to continue the work God's doing. And so I feel like um, we're kind of just on the, the journey roller coaster of, of like faith and just seeing where it leads. You know, we, we don't know exactly what three years from now or five years from now look like. Like we have ambitions and goals and plans, but we're also kind of trying to be open-handed with it and see what uh, happens with that. So it's been exciting to say the least. And, you know, anything like that is probably uh, not without challenge. So I don't want to paint, you know, some picture that it's like just all rainbows and unicorns and, you know, perfect, but um, it is really invigorating walking by faith into new things, you know? Mm. And so, so yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing at, at least for, mm. that's the summary for the last little bit as a worship leader and as a, songwriter and visionary to some degree um yeah yeah very cool i i don't want to like push you to you know share anything too personal or whatever but i know there are probably a lot of people in some way experiencing life transition or thinking god's you know calling them into something else like yeah how did you and your family you know you said you'd been there 12 years is that right yeah yeah how how did you and your family decide like yeah this is it like god <laughs> god's calling us here and and we know that like i feel like that's a question we get a lot is like how do i know what god's asking me to do like if there were specific confirmations or you know, you guys just knew or whatever it may be? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, a couple things that come to mind is I think we're oftentimes looking for certainty. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're, we're expecting some like like some painting in the, in the clouds of like, yes, you're so, mm-hmm. and, and it's like we would be absolutely certain. And what what our experience has been is that certainty if we're not careful we're trying to eliminate an aspect of trust yes that that we're being invited into and so i don't know that we have a moment that we knew because we're never without doubt at times but it's it's like what we sense overall was as we prayed about it i mean that's a big part like my wife and i prayed about it we prayed about it with with close friends Mm -hmm. uh, a fairly close circle of people and then we um, we sought counsel and wisdom based on, hey, you you know who we are, you know how God has gifted us, you know the calling that's on our life. Does this seem in alignment with that? Does this seem um, does this seem like um, there's in, do you see any 
weird motivations in us, you know, like a, just an opportunity for people to be like transparent. We want to be transparent before them and for them to be transparent with us. Yes. And, and it's like enough of those things begin to line up where we're like, okay, we feel a sense of peace mm-hmm. rather, rather than deep unrest or, you know, just uh, a sense of like fear. And that's not that we weren't fearful about some things or didn't have doubts, but peace was like the overriding mm-hmm. feeling. And then just hearing from people who love us and, and know us uh, just an affirmation of, Hey, like this does seem like it's, it's really in alignment with what God's been doing in your life with the gifts that he's given you with mm. the things you've been telling us for years about what you feel like you're supposed to be doing. Mm. And so that, that doesn't always mean you're supposed to do it because we had opportunities like that before that we mm-hmm. still ended up saying no to. But I think, I think when enough of those line up, you know, it was kind of like when someone asked me, like in the in college, like, how do you know who you're supposed to marry? You know, and people would just say, well, you just, you just kind of know. Mm-hmm. There's been a little bit of that with God's leading in my life where it's like the times that I couldn't say, yeah, I, I just don't know. I probably didn't need to step forward. Um, mm-hmm. But then the times where like this one, you know, we just over, over time, over a set of, uh, I don't know. This was actually a fairly quick decision. So it was a set of weeks. Um, Mm -hmm. We just felt like we should. And we felt like all the, all the main areas were checking out, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and we also have a sense of like, um, we counted the risk and the cost of, of what, what, like if, if this didn't go work, go well, like what would, what would that be like? And at the end of the day, it just didn't seem like, it's not, it just didn't seem that risky. I mean, and that's crazy to say that because it actually feels risky at times. You know, you're moving a family, you're like a new city, a new school for your kids, like new coworkers and, and dwell a new season for our ministry dwell. But at the end of the day, it was like, you know, um, life where I came to was like, life is only so long and we only have so many opportunities. Is, does this seem like one of those opportunities that we should, try and it's worth the risk Mm. and when i answered yes to that um or say i my wife and i that was like okay well let's Mm. let's take the journey you know see what happens so what's your role now with dwell and then what's your role with the worship initiative yeah my role with dwell is is basically the same as it has been in the sense that i'm co-leading the ministry i'm i'm helping, you know, pioneer of visionary, the, the path future, uh, toward the future. The difference that changed is just some of the daily weekly responsibilities we took off my plate. Um, so I'm still involved in all the key initiatives that we're doing. I'm just less involved in the kind of on the ground. I don't know. I don't know what to call that percentage of the work, but you know, there's just part of that work that we all have. Um, and God graciously provided another teammate for us right about the same time, um, who's amazing guy, a guy that we've worked with before, mm. who can pick up a lot of that exact work. So it was just such great provision. And then with the worship initiative, um, I'm joined as an artist and songwriter. I, uh, I think the official title is a resident artist. Mm. And so the, 
the role is to write um, original worship songs for the worship initiative for myself as an artist now and, and to help co-write for other artists and to kind of help lead the team of artists that are there pastorally, because we all know that like people who are constantly pouring out in ministry, like it can just be so needed to, to like have a, a community and family of people that support mm-hmm. you and care for you. And so um, that's also something I'm just really passionate about is just like, I don't know, just like helping other people succeed in some ways. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know how good I'll be at that, you know, but I certainly want to be like the biggest cheerleader and fan for the other people that I'm working with. And, um, and they're, they're hard. They're easy to support because they're amazing people and really talented people. So. Yeah, that's really cool. That sounds like such a cool opportunity to, to get to, yeah, speak life into these people who often feel like they're just giving and giving and giving without space to be, you know, cared for themselves. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm just so thankful that, you know, the worship initiative sees sees the need for that. And it's mm-hmm. like, hey, we we want to, as as we're writing songs, as we're like traveling and leading worship, like there needs to be a safe s- space for um you know, just being pastored ourselves and being, you know, having a group of people that we can say, man, I'm, I'm just tired or I just need prayer for this or whatever. Like we just know that um, no one's immune to that type of fatigue or, um, you know, when you, when your cup is empty, you just have to have avenues to fill it back up, you know? So I think that's really cool. I'm glad they have a vision for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I like so on a day to day basis, are you literally now going in and writing songs with other people and just getting to interact with them, hear what they've been writing? Yeah, we're trying to figure I mean, we're trying to figure it out. Um, you know, I've been here for a month, so all the rhythms are brand new for all of us. The other some of the other artists um just started full time recently as well. So yeah, in general, we're we're writing songs as much as we can, and then um, I'm I'm managing my work with Dwell and the Worship Initiative just on a daily basis. And some days, you know, Dwell has an event that we're working on that I'm work doing, and then other days, um, not. And so, yeah, it's that's that's been such a dream of mine that it's just kind of a God thing in my life where. I think for me as a songwriter, I feel like I'm the, um, I'm like the blue collar songwriter, if you will. Like I didn't have much success as a songwriter when I was like 18 years old, like some people, you know, even some friends of mine. Um, and that's not good or bad, you know, it just was my story. And I just worked at it consistently for a really long time and have kind of always dreamed about an opportunity where I could write songs as like a part of my job description. So the last couple of years with that starting to be true, that's just been like, you know, you have these moments where you pinch yourself and you're like, wait, this is my, this, I get to do this. Like, it's so awesome. Like, and that doesn't mean that we're writing good songs every day. I mean, we still write bad songs that, you know, help, (laughs) help cultivate the better ones that are to come and things like that. Like creative work is not a formula as you guys know, but yeah, so I just feel really fortunate to be able to write songs and to create resources. 
um, with the worship initiative and dwell that are all the resources that I'm involved with are really the heart is to, is to encourage the church and to like, try to help uh, local people doing ministry in all their churches, like succeed and, and, you know, glorify Jesus. And so the fact that I get to do that just feels amazing, honestly, humbling. That's awesome. Uh, I actually recently uh, took a part-time worship leading role at a church in Kansas City, and um, I'm slowly, like, basically introducing some songs that we might potentially introduce to the church, but I'm introducing it to the worship team leaders first. There's a couple of key leaders, and uh, Crisis Enough that you guys recently released, uh, that was on, like, the playlist I shared with them privately and um got like really good feedback you know about the song oh that's awesome um because yeah you know, i i love how you guys write songs that have like theological depth and they're singable which you know i think sometimes it's hard to do both in a song so yeah, yeah i think you guys um and especially you i feel like you do it really well when you're writing and i could tell you write really intentionally about like what you're giving people for you know for them to sing and remember not just on sundays but throughout the week yeah because songs are music is so powerful that we you know we can remember things throughout the week that we sing on sunday you know so yeah well that's amazing that's really encouraging because you know yeah those that is intentional but you just never know if if it's working very well or not you know (laughs) so i'm encouraged to hear you say that and um, yeah, it, it's hard to do. It's, it's, I think it's part of the, it is also part of what I love about writing worship, corporate worship specific songs is like, it does put you in a little bit of a box, but I actually like that. I, I appreciate that there are some restraints and constraints on writing corporate worship songs mm-hmm. because like it's, I see it as hospitality. You know, it's like mm-hmm. if I'm inviting someone over to my house, mm-hmm. I just, I do a few things before they get there to try to help them feel at home. Mm. And I, I kind of view it the same way with songwriting where it's like, it, I can make a few specific creative decisions that make it easier for people to jump in and be a part. And um, and so when you when you look at it that way, it's not like, oh man, I, I have to do it this way. It's like, this is kind of a gift to offer people because they can sing it. It does actually say something that's truthful and meaningful, you know, but with creative work, you never know if quite how much, if it's, it's helping or not. So it's really encouraging to hear you say that for sure. So yeah, what's coming up for you, for Dwell, for the worship initiative? (laughs) I'm sure there's a lot going on, but yeah, what are, what are you really excited about that's coming up in the next few months? Yeah, well, um, we're hosting our first songwriting retreat with Dwell. Um, we, we've done like a private one with like five or six friends of mine the last couple of years. And so we had enough friend people just like, Hey, would you ever like have another seat at the table? And so we just decided to mm. open it up this year. My friend, Aaron keys and, um, Christy and Nathan knuckles are coming to be a part oh. of that with me. And so I'm really excited because I just, I love the opportunity just to encourage other songwriters. You know, that's mm-hmm. like, uh, I probably won't even write a song that week. I'll just be like walking around, peeking in other people's sessions and encouraging people. That's 
that just sounds like a blast to me. So yeah, that's happening. Um, the retreats we have as far as worship initiative, it's crazy. The amount of music that the worship initiative is constantly mm. putting out. I mean, it's like just insanity, how amazing the team is at what they're doing there. And so there's, there's a Christmas album coming, I believe in early November. That's like a really cool acoustic type mm. Christmas album. Um, and we're writing songs toward an original project, which is uh, just so much fun. Um, mm -hmm. So, so yeah, all of that. And we just released a, uh, an EP with Dwell Songs last Friday that, that you guys helped us with. So, yeah. Um, so there's four new songs that are out there. And so all of that and trying to get settled into life in Texas is, it's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure out when fall is going to show up here. <laughs> Everyone keeps telling me like early December. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh no, don't tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, it sounds like you just have a few things, you know, going on at the moment. Just a few. Yeah. You guys pray for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Thank you again for just even taking the time to talk to us and share some of the things you've been learning and that God's been, you know, teaching you and your family and walking you guys through. Um, tell everybody where they can find like on socials and streaming, et cetera, both dwell and, you know, the worship initiative and yourself, if they don't already know all of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, my Instagram here is Aaron W music. Um, dwell is at dwell with God. And that's where that's all of our handles. Um, you can find dwell songs through that, um, but at dwell with God. And then the worship initiative is at the worship initiative. Perfect. Both, both pretty simple, but yeah. Thank you to you guys for all you're doing. I am inspired by you continually in the work that you're doing to help other artists and creatives. And so uh, I just really appreciate it. And it's been invaluable to me as a songwriter. So thank you. Yeah, we're really grateful to be working with you and your team, and we're grateful for your friendship, and uh, we're really excited to see what you continue to do and what God continues to do through you. So, yeah, we'll Thank be guys. keeping an eye on your journey. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Yeah. Come see us in Texas sometimes. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and watching this. Um, this will also be distributed onto our podcast later. So if you want to listen to parts of it again, you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts on the Christian Music Industry Podcast. Aaron, one more time, thank you so much for being here. Make sure you guys go listen to Dwell's new EP. You can find that wherever you listen to music. And we will be here same time and place next week. So bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Christian Music Industry Podcast, powered by Christian Music Marketing. To find out how we can partner with you to increase your impact and influence with integrity, please visit our website, christianmusicmarketing.com, or check us out on Instagram, at christianmusicmarketing. See you next time.